Well, hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend, co-host, Kelsey. Hey, everyone. And our guest today to talk about age gap romances is Malika from Book Spice and Everything Nice. Hello. Like I said, we're going to be talking about age gap. I'm excited to dive into this because I think maybe my next book or second to next book is going to be age gap. So I'm going to be taking notes this whole episode and yeah, let's dive into it. Weekly Hots, Kelsey. I have had a unique couple of weeks and you know what? I am a teacher. That's stressful. Had some personal stuff that was a bit stressful. Lots of big changes. So Saturday night came around and I was like, you know what? I just need to go dance. Like that's it. I just need to dance. Went out by myself, said screw it to everyone else and hit the dance floor. Ended up hanging out with these two girls all night. We were grinding up on each other. We were at the center of the dance floor. Just like it was, I was peaking in that moment in time. And one day I'm going to learn how to shake my ass. I don't know how people shake their ass. Like, I don't, how do people twerk? I don't understand it. These girls were like twerking and dancing and grinding. And I literally left the night early because I was like, my knees hurt and I need to go home. And I can't keep up with you guys anymore. But for like the two plus hours that we were dancing together, it was a great time. I just, I hit that point where I was like, you know what? I'm just too old for this. <laughs> I love the main kind of character energy of just being like, I'm going to go dancing by myself. Sometimes you just got to do it. And I was sitting there and I was like, should I just stay in? And I was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go live my life. So thank you for identifying that. <laughs> I went to a big Frida concert once and their backup dancers are incredible. Like big Frida is like New Orleans bounce and they just can move. They have so much control over their butt cheeks. It is incredible. They also, you know, like wearing knee pads and stuff because they're just like dropping, popping back up. Amazing. That is amazing. Send me a video sometime. I would love to just be envious over people's bodies like that. Agreed. <laughs> need like a twerking tutorial. Yes. Those have tried. Many have tried. <laughs> we all, I think also too, it's got to be part genetics. Like I just feel like maybe if my mom would have twerked more while I was in the womb, it would have <laughs> everything would have worked out better. <laughs> <laughs> They should have a, like, a mommy and me twerking class. They should. I mean, what better way to go into labor, right? Just twerk the baby out. <laughs> if I ever have kids now, that's the standard. I just want to tell my doctor to play Meg the Stallion and leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to be in tears by the end of this episode. <laughs> Malika is one of my alpha readers. And y'all, her comments literally put me in, like, stitches. Like... <laughs> I'm going to have an early death because <laughs> of how hard she makes me laugh. This is fabulous already. Love. What is your weekly hot? So funny enough, it was my wedding anniversary last week. Congratulations. Thank you. I've made it four years without strangling my husband. I don't know if I can say that on the podcast. Will the FBI come for me? Honestly, the FBI agent lives in my cell phone is already concerned. This will be nothing to him. 
So yeah, that was exciting. We it landed on Thanksgiving this year because we got married the Saturday after. So like that kind of sucked because I had to spend my anniversary with my in-laws instead of at home. But I like forced my husband to make it up to be on Friday. Yes. Nice. And your husband is older than you, correct? Yeah, my husband is 16 years older than I am. And we've been, we've been together for almost 10 years. We've been married for four. So we have our resident expert on HGAP romances and yeah. Awesome. My weekly hot is, what was it? I had it. Oh, I wrote my first peach scene and apparently I made it adorable. So I'm very proud of that. I feel like that's something that's usually not like, like cutesy and romantic. It's usually more like kind of hot and dirty, equally great. You know, both those places have their traits, have those, (laughs) sorry, I'm trying. (laughs) Both of those things have their place, but this one just ended up being a really like cutesy, (laughs) like like I give her my heart with my dick in her butt. Did you, were you inspired by any of your fellow book friends or did this one just come from your creativity? Okay, well, I had this idea. <laughs> so I had this idea of him like getting down to business from behind and they're like on top of a roof and he's like, look, and she recently got like spanked a bunch. So she's like kind of bruised and red. And I had this idea of him being like, look how beautiful you are, like amongst the stars with like your bruised ass. And then I was like, how much better would it be if it was like in the ass too? (laughs) So, but I did have a big brainstorming session with my friends to make it realistic. Like they're at a gala. So how is he going to get the lube in there? How is he, you know, going to get her warmed up properly? all those details so that it could be a sweet (laughs) romantic anal scene (laughs) that's why it was so sweet (laughs) because there was so much thought put in you put your heart and soul into it sometimes you know not like to knock any peach scenes but like sometimes they could be they they could be brutal okay (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. Even if the characters don't feel brutalized, like I, I personally feel brutalized. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I need to go take an ice bath for this poor person. I saw a quote today on TikTok that was like, do you need lube or is like daddy's spit enough? And I was like, I'll answer for you. <laughs> I don't know what kind of mythical daddy saliva. Although these, you know, these fictional fictional men are unlike real life men. So maybe their mythical daddy spit really is enough. Everything else is larger than life, bigger, better than life. Why not the saliva too? Maybe it was the orcs with their like magic cum. Maybe they have magic okay. cum. That's where it started. That's what I'm thinking of though. Cause like, okay, think of every like, you know, like why choose like, okay, they fuck her, they take her cum, they smear it around her ass and then they use that as lube. You know, so like yeah. all you do is just like a very, what's that word like, vitriol? Uh, I roll. 
No. Viral. Viral. Like a really virile man. That does not sound hot. <laughs> One of those guys fucks you once, takes his own cum, and then it's magic cum at this point. So it, it'll I mean, just- that's real. That's true romance. True romance. That's just true romance. <laughs> Viral. That also does not sound right. Viral. Viral. Nothing. I think we're making it less sexy by the minute. <laughs> Actually, I just picked a different word. <laughs> Is there another word? No. You just need it. I guess what maybe instead of like the fact that he is just very testosterone packed, like you just need someone who it's just copious amounts. Like it can't just be like a like a little spit of it out. Like it has to be like he has been waiting 60 days for this moment to give you everything that his balls have produced in his life. <laughs> yes. Thousand percent, yes. Or you have, or just get the loop. I mean, those are your two options. <laughs> Hold it out or roll through a CVS. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Before you're getting down and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> no time. Or what is it? Is it um, in Sinner by Sierra Simone? Don't they just use like some olive oil that he finds in the kitchen? Like he just, I don't, I haven't read those, but I think there's I've heard something about like Sears Mount and like that that series like like holy water or like yeah and priests they use like I guess the anointing oil or I'm not Catholic but I guess it's like the anointing oil and then in Sinner I'm pretty sure it's just like some like a Costco size of canola oil (laughs) and that's what they had I mean it's better than nothing (laughs) no I'd rather have nothing I had to Google it. I was like, is that safe? I'm not even going to lie. I read the scene after I, because it was hot. The whole scene was hot. So after I calmed myself down, I Googled it because I was like, the children out here should just, I feel like people should know if this is, and apparently it isn't that it's not safe. It's just not, you know, the number one choice. (laughs) I, I saw this TikTok of a guy who was talking about the different, he's a bottom and he was talking about the different shower products he's used for like shower anal and he was like rating them in terms of how they work and he was like St. Ives peach scrub like apricot peach scrub (laughs) would not recommend (laughs) (laughs) the one that like they tell you to never put upon your body because it's just (laughs) terrible for you in every way all those micro tears I could oh, no. Could you imagine trying to get that back out? Because there couldn't have been more than a couple for us before they both were like, you know what? It's a no for me. So like, what do you do now? Like, help me. <laughs> so funny. I think we need to have a, we're going to need to do like a peach episode. Yes. I will you. gladly come back for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll even do more. I'll do research. <laughs> I have no issue with that. Go back with my own list. Like, okay, guys. Go through we can all go through our shower product. Yeah. <laughs> I will talk about my book first because I didn't read I didn't read it. I got two chapters in 
including the prologue. So that's like three chapters. I was actually really excited to read Mercy by Sarah Kate. It's a reverse age gap. And sorry, I'm pulling up right now. And it's part of her Salacious Players Club. I've enjoyed pretty much all of her other Salacious Players Club. But just because I've been so in my writing cave, it's been impossible to read. But I do already have like a critique if I want, like if I'm going to add something. And this is something I feel like I that keeps coming back up with Sarah's work, for me at least, is like sometimes it's too... Maybe it's on my mind because Naomi is alpha reading for me as well. And she keeps being like, show and not tell. Like, you're just telling them. Like, let the reader put the pieces together. So I noticed that in Sarah's writing, a lot of times she will just be, like, very direct in her characterization. So this is, like, the first chapter. And somebody's talking to the the male main character and is like, you obviously need more guidance. What you need is a girlfriend who you'll actually listen to for once. And it's just like so on the nose. You know what I mean? Because he ends up being like a sub for a femdom. And there was another thing, but I didn't highlight it apparently. But anywho, so that's my two second review on the book that I did not read. And <laughs> I'm so curious to hear about your guys' books. And right. again, I have loved all of the other Sarah books, mostly loved all the other books by Sarah Kate I've read, and I've heard great things about this book, so. I have read all of Mercy, and I was nervous going into it because I'm not the, I haven't had the best love for reverse age gaps because in that one, obviously, like, she's older than he is (laughs) because I feel like sometimes where it goes wrong, if, like, two things can go wrong, I feel like when it's a reverse, it's like either one, he's so young that it's hard for me to accept that he's so mature mm-hmm. or she mommies him too hard. And I will admit that it is a hundred percent. What's the word I'm looking for? Hypocritical for me to say that because I'm a daddy kink four. So like it, what it's the same thing I'll admit it a hundred percent but like I just it's something about it maybe I'm triggered because like my husband is a mama's boy and I don't want to mommy him and so I don't want to <laughs> read about somebody mommying somebody else but like that book I don't think either of them either of those things happened but there was a couple of scenes where she was like really on the fence, like on the cusp like one mm-hmm. wrong word choice or like scene different and I would be like ah Sarah, no. But I have, I did, I did like it. I love them all. The whole series was really good, but I did like that one. Mm -hmm. I think I can see not liking like the mothering aspect of revert, but liking Daddy King, because I feel like, and this is just like speculation because I haven't read any reverse age gaps, but I feel like if there's mommying happening, it's because the boy, like you said, is young and lacks maturity and like structure and just being an adult human. Whereas with daddy kink, usually it's like the woman is already like very strong, successful, whatever. And she wants to like give up that control or like let someone else take care of her for once instead of like needing someone to take care of her because she's like 
a child. That's it. Summer, you're a therapist. <laughs> I don't know who I'm, who my, who's my client, but. <laughs> so then, like when it's not only just in age gaps or reverse age gaps, but also there's like a femdom. And then there's the guys who are like, hey, like walk all over me or like, hey, I want to be a baby. Like I want to be treated like I'm a child again. But that's when you get into like BDSM in like the very healing psychological side of it compared to just like what we're referring to as just like a casual age gap situation. Do you have any other things you liked about Mercy or wanted to talk about with Mercy since I didn't read it? I do think that, let's see, what are things that I did like that I liked about it a lot? I really just loved the main female character. I liked Maggie a lot. I also liked that this was like, it wasn't that she was this seasoned, because I do like a good BDSM dom sub <laughs> relationship, but I liked that she wasn't like a seasoned dom. Like this was new for her. She was trying to figure it out and she wasn't afraid to ask for help from other characters who knew more about what was going on than she did. And she wasn't afraid to like explore this relationship between her and Bo. I do know that people love like, cause he obviously Bo, if you read Praise, which is book one, like that's his dad and he was a douche in that one. So people are like, oh, we wanna see some redemption. I don't really necessarily think that he had, I mean, I guess you got to know more about his personality so you, you got to see more of why he was kind of like angry all the time and took that out of other people. But I don't really know if like anything he did, I needed a whole redemption arc about. <laughs> I was like, mm. I mean, his dad is banging his ex. I think that even though he wasn't good to her, I still think he gets a little, you know, just a tiny little bit of leeway, just a little tiny yeah. bit. You know, guys, I don't think that I'm, I'm not mad at him. He deserves love too. It's fine. <laughs> people were like, in her comments, like, yes. We want to see Bo grovel for her. I'm like, why? I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he wasn't that mean to her. Like it wasn't like he was beating her, like any abusing her and any, he, they just, he like, he, he was a normal douche level douche to me. Yeah. Fair. So I Which did like that they, she didn't go too heavy with it, but she did like at least explain why his personality was like that. I'm like, I appreciate that. Cause I definitely was not trying to read 40% of a redemption arc that I didn't ask for. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny about the name Bo. Bo is like one of my all time, all time favorite boy names, but Gabby doesn't like it. So I was like, that means that if, if I love a name and she doesn't like it, I can use it in a book because it won't be a name of our kid. Mm-hmm. So Roan was initially gonna be Bo. And it just like wasn't sitting right. And I kept, and I it was, I think I was writing Make Me at the same time Mercy was releasing or maybe being teased or something. And Bo annoyed me so much in praise because I love that name and he was tainting it. And I was pissed at him because he was supposed to be like great because I love his name. So then I tried to write a Bo in my book and I was just like, not working so I changed his name and I like Roan a lot better it's also Irish so it fits better but that's my beef with Bo (laughs) and again nobody asked for we love it 
you never think about that. You think about like when, you know, you have a best friend or a family member and they have a kid before you have a kid and they name your that kid, which you wanted to use. And you feel like, so even though nobody knew, but you, you feel like so disrespected, like, how dare you? You never think of that as an author. Like how many times have you been like, oh, it's going to be this. And then all of a sudden this like big author comes out and that's the name that they use. And you're like, wow, I feel utterly spat on today and not in the good way. And I don't know how to go through these feelings. Yeah, that happened with Savar Miller. She just came out with Souls and Sorrows and she had announced the couple while I was writing Make Me, like who the couple was going to be. And I hadn't read another cash. I hadn't heard of another cash. And then she's like, it's going to be cash. And I was like, who is this cash person? Where did he come from? And, and, but then she pushed her publishing date back. And I was like, we are good. (laughs) I was literally thinking that I saw a bunch of people posting their arc reviews and I didn't even notice that that was the name until somebody said something about it. And I literally thought they were talking about make me for a hot second until I read the whole thing. And I was like, oh no, different cash. Okay. And then like, well, I can't read this book now because the whole time I'm reading it, I'm going to be thinking about Fox Daddy. And I'm like, well, this isn't what I asked for. (laughs) Kelsey, tell us about the book you read. Okay, I read Tempt, Clover Lay Farms Next Generation Book Four by Melanie Harlow. And it was so sweet. Like, it was so, it was like a rom-com almost, but it was like summer. Did you know that when you were giving it to me? I knew it was kind of like contemporary. I didn't know that it was supposed to be like funny, but I knew it, it was like kind of more feel good. Contemporary is probably a better word than rom-com, but I feel like most of the contemporaries that I read are rom-coms, so my brain just automatically goes there. For those who've been listening in, I have done a shit job at picking my own books the last, like, three months, so Summer had to step up and really saved me on this list Summer for that. So Tempt is about Millie and Zach. Millie had a boyfriend, and she, they broke up, they kind of were just more than friends, so broke up amicably. He then got with someone else who Millie actually introduced him to. So now they are getting married. So, you know, like a year or so later. So like no drama, they're getting married. And Millie is the wedding planner because they're happening to have the wedding at like her event space. So she's helping host the wedding of like her ex-boyfriend and his new wife. That's already fun. Add into this that she is in New York or like separate scenario. She's in New York. She is snowed in. I think it's New York, might be Chicago, irrelevant. She's somewhere where it snows. (laughs) She is snowed in. She's on the phone with her sister and her sister's like, go live for once. Like go put on a dress, go down to the bar, like at least flirt with someone. Like don't just be a hermit in your PJs. And Millie's like, I'm not a hermit in my PJs as she's absolutely hermiting in her PJs. But she gets up. I respect it. She gets up, she pours herself a glass of wine, she gets dressed, she goes downstairs, she sits in the bar, a creep immediately starts hitting on her. We don't like this for Millie, this is unfortunate. Fortunately, the hot guy from across the bar comes over, steps in, and is like, oh, I'm sorry that you were waiting for me, etc, etc. Creep gets thrown out of the picture, cute guy stays in the picture, they have a drink, they flirt, They're both having a great time. They end up going back up to his room and have just like a wild night. Like, mm, 
It was a good, it was a good, good night. He gave her her business card. He gave her his business card and that was it. And for like the next month, you just see like back and forth of both of them, like masturbating about each other, but they never, he picks up his business card and says like, gosh, this is nice. But like, he lives in San Diego. I live on the East coast. Like it's never going to work. Like, no, I'm not doing this. Like I know what I want in a relationship and that's not going to be it. So she just continues to masturbate about him. (laughs) And he does the same. So isn't that fun? Comes to the day of her ex's wedding rehearsal and she gets a call from him saying, hey, hope it's okay. Like I just reconnected with my dad. I'm going to have him at the wedding. Like we make a special spot for him during the rehearsal dinner. And she's like, yeah, of course. Like so happy for you. You've never known your family. So she walks up, rehearsal dinner night. And the dad is the guy who she hooked up with, right? Like we were leaving there. It has to, we love it. So Jack is the father of her ex and she is the wedding planner. And they pull off the fact that they met once, shared a drink and that that was it. But the ex is like super suspicious. He can just like, he's empathetic. He can like pick up on things. So he has his dad, his like new to his life dad, like promise him that nothing ever happened between them. And he, who's literally didn't even know he had a kid until like a week before is like, yeah, like I promise, like I'm just trying to do right by him. So then he and Millie have a chat of like, hey, like I told him this, I know it's not true, but like, I'm just trying to start off on a right foot, but also like, I can't stop thinking about you. Like you drive me crazy. You know, one of those like nice teeter totters. Oh, so I think they end up hooking up pretty much immediately, like in her office during the wedding, something like that. And then over the next like three or four months, they keep telling each other that they can't spend time together, but then he keeps flying her out to wherever he's doing business because he's like a private security person. So they meet up in Vegas, they meet up in New York, they're meeting up wherever, and she's opening up a new business for curvy brides. And she is like, oh, I can just say that I'm going to Vegas because it's like, the love capital of the world and I need to go look at a you know a veil manufacturer all sorts of good things so we can imagine that things at some point go awry mm-hmm. especially since they're trying to keep it under wraps because he's still trying to be a good dad to this son that he didn't even know existed Millie is trying to tell herself not to fall in love with him while they're both just like madly falling in love with each other like they try to keep it as like a casual hookup but like he gets sick and she sends him a care package oh my gosh she gets sick on the last day that they are together in like Chicago or something and then like he drives her back to her house and then stays for like three extra days and that was supposed to be the cutoff point so like it just gets messier and messier and neither of them admit it until finally they do when they get caught because what else is going to happen? They have to get caught. So they get caught by, can we guess who? The bro- the son. The son. Yeah, the son. So they get caught by him. They don't know that they've been caught. So they like, they stop seeing each other. They've been caught. They don't know it. Like a month or two passes. And then she, it's like the New Year's Eve party. Zach gives her this necklace because he ends up being at this New Year's Eve party that like she basically saw in the antique roadshow house that she loved and it's like a diamond necklace and she's like what the fuck am I supposed to do with this like you love me you don't love me like don't be buying me the best things in the world 
that show me how much you care about me if you're just going to walk out of my life. So drama, drama, drama. They end up getting, or how do they end up getting caught? They get caught in that instance. Couple more months pass. This just keeps dragging, my friends. Let me tell you, it just keeps dragging. Zach finally goes and talks to his son and is like, hey, I want to be honest with you about this. And the son's like, I already know, like you fucked up. Uh, so that was rough. But in the end, it is an HEA and it all works out. And now Millie at some point becomes her ex's stepmom. <laughs> That's the best part. That's what I was waiting for this whole time. <laughs> Yeah, it was hot, but because it was contemporary, it was like a little bit too innocent for me. Mm-hmm. It was a really like hallmarky storyline, so I suppose I can't have it all. But like, I want the hallmark storyline, and then I want the sex scenes like you, Simmer. Like, I just that is, that is challenging to find. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like the conflict was manufactured? Because as soon as you were like he promised that nothing happened and nothing will happen and I was just like <laughs> yeah I was like why though like yeah, why like, like what right do you have like we just that. met each other I get that you're upset about it but if he would have calmly explained like I banged her a month ago and I just met you seven days ago are you understanding where the disconnect is coming yep and that part did feel manufactured and very much like even the next day you could have fixed it or the day after that like I get it was his wedding and you didn't want to like stir the pot the day before his wedding but like even like a couple days later you could have fed up and been truthful about it whether or not anything was going to happen between you and Millie like at least be honest like he wanted you to start out on an honest foot because yeah that's the thing too like you can't lie and say you're lying because you want to start out on the right foot like that's the opposite of starting on the right foot but I get it there had to have been some reason why they couldn't be together to make it through the whole 80% of the book that you read after that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, what is it? Next Generation, book four. It was so very obviously book four because it kept bringing up like the other very unique couples that had been tied together in the family before then. So like you could just tell that it was like, it's a series. You needed to make up something. And it was a fun movie. It was like, you know, it was easy. It was hallmark I just wanted better sex. I'm really happy that you picked that one because I actually was seriously considering that being my last book of November and now I think I'll wait until January. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like really on the fence because I have never read anything by Melanie Harlow. I have had her, what's the one with the single dad? That's the firefighter, Ignite, I think it's called, (laughs) on my TBR for like, the entire year. And I kept the one thing I kept seeing in like the comp, like in Goodreads and stuff where people were like, oh, it was just kind of slower or it was really sweet. And like, I'm just, oh, can I say a hoe? I'm just a hoe. And I just, sometimes I don't want, I don't want people to be nice to each other. Like I just want, I, that's not what I, that's not what I, when I turn on my Kindle, that's not what I'm asking for. How is you? I'm ruined. I'm absolutely ruined. Yeah. You can't read Royals and ever go back. No, you fucking can't, Summer. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Malika, what was your book that you read? So I just read What Was Meant to Be by QB Tyler. 
So it's part of like that blurred line series where it's like a whole bunch of authors got together. They all wrote like taboo books and I'm in like my taboo villain era. Like that's where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm getting to this weird level of smut where like I need more and more bad things to happen to get the same happy high. (laughs) So I'm like, so when I saw this, I was like, great, love this for me. And so it's age gap it's like taboo because he is so like he is her mom and dad's best friend like it's like the three musketeers the three of them I guess they like met in college I think and like he was the dad's roommate in college and then he met the mom and they just were the the three best friends that anybody could have and that friendship like extended their whole lives to the point where he is her godfather as well nice and so I I tried to like relook it up before this like what exactly the age gap is but you can assume that it is it's got to be at least like 20 years maybe Mm -hmm. give or take a couple years and so the story is basically like so he is a doctor and he hasn't like gotten home to see like his besties and his godchildren in a while. He's also the godfather for older brother. It's like, they're all one big, he's like part of the family at this point. And he comes home after like having seen them in a while. And the main female character, it's like, of course, she just turned 18. She doesn't look like the little girl he remembers anymore. And he like hates himself for it. He's like, ew, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. That's weird. We're just gonna, we're gonna pull it back in. And it turns out that she has had a crush on him, you know, since she was like 16 or whatever. And now that she's seeing him and she's aware that she's 18, she like seduces him. And they have like a back and forth, like, no, this is wrong, but it's so right situation. (laughs) And it kickstarts what turns into a two year long secret relationship between the two of them. Nobody knows what's going on. They are, they're having the most amazing sex that 18 year old Malika wished she was having and they're, you know, thriving or whatever, but there's like this elephant in the room. He's older than she is. They haven't told her parents they're going behind everybody's back and it's like starting and they're having like real feelings. They're like telling each other, they love each other. They're like having all these feelings and he gets offered to do like a, like a doctors without borders situation in like Mexico. And so he knows he wants to take it and he's going to take it, but it's kind of like, where's our relationship going? Like, I can't just pack you up and take you with me. Like, what are we going to tell your parents? Like, what are we going to tell the world? Like, what about you going to college and like living your own life? Like, he just feels so guilty and it's like compound guilt that he breaks up with her. And she's like devastated. She's upset. It's just as dramatic as you could possibly think that you could feel having your heart broken. And he, they don't speak for three whole years, no contact. They don't see each other. They don't speak. Like he's still in contact with his besties, her parents, but like not her. And so it's flash forward three years later and he's just minding his own business and he gets a letter in the mail from the parents and it's a invitation to her engagement party. Yes. And he's like, what? Like, how dare she do this? Like, who is this guy? When did they meet? Is she even happy? And he like immediately gets on a plane and comes back. He's like, he calls his brother. He's like, meet me at the airport. I was about this ticket. I'm coming back. I have to see her. I have to figure out what's going on. And at first he like, he's basically going about it. Like, oh, I just want to make sure that she's happy. Like I just, if I can just, if she is happy, then I'll leave her alone. Like, I'm not trying to ruin her life. 
but like obviously they see each other it's like instant all the things come back whatever she the one thing I did love about it is like she did she tried her hardest to fight the like she like all her monologue was like oh my god he's just as hot as he was I'm having all these flashbacks but like she really was like look I'm engaged now. You broke my heart. It took me all these years to get over you. You can't just like roll back in here and think that everything has been forgiven. Like that's not what we're doing, which I really appreciated. But obviously like after wooing and, you know, everything, they decide they're going to come back together. So the whole thing, other elephant in the room now is like, she's engaged. She's got a whole fiance. And like conveniently when he comes back home, the fiance is away on business. So he hasn't met him. So they decide like, okay, you know what? We want to be together. She's like, I'm going to break up with him. I didn't really love him to begin with. He was just a replacement for you. Like I knew I couldn't be as happy as I was with you. So this just felt like the the, the next best thing if I was going to live my life. So she's like, when he comes back, I'm going to break up with him. Well, she gets a phone call and he's been in an accident, a terrible accident. I was and- just does he like get paralyzed and she's like and so she is like so they're literally having sex and she wakes up the next morning to like his he wakes up to his phone it's his brother his brother's like I don't know his brother and her cousin now know that the two of them are together they're the only people who know what's going on and they're actually fucking which was a really great side relationship they were hilarious (laughs) And he was like, I don't know what's going on between the two of you, but everyone is trying to find her. Whitney, I think is the main female here. Everyone's trying to find her. You need to tell her that she needs to answer her phone. I'm trying to like, me and the cousin are trying to like block the family from figuring out where she at. But like, she needs, she's like, oh no, I didn't even think about my phone. I was too busy writing your dick. And she looks it up and it's like lo and behold she's in-laws her future in-laws calling her hospitals calling her friends calling her his job calling her he's been in this awful accident nobody knows what's going on they're like you need to fly to like New York or something right now and see him like he's in the hospital you have to come right now and so she's like looking at him like what nobody knows that we're not together everybody still thinks that like he's my fiance I have to go And so he's like, okay, I get it. I don't want you to go. I kind of want to go with you, but I get that I can't. So go ahead and do your thing. Like, go ahead and go. And she goes, her fiance was kind of an asshole. Like that's, I I think that I appreciated QB not making me feel, I mean, you feel bad for him, but not enough for me not to want the two of them to be together. So (laughs) she goes like, he's kind of rude. His mother, he's a mama's boy. Like it's all this drama. And like, she feels uncomfortable because she like, She's face to face with him now. She's been cheating on him. Like, what do we do? And she ends up having what I feel like is potentially the hottest video sex scene of all time in this. It's like where the quote that I picked is from because it was so hot. And they, you know, have their, her little thing. He's missing her. She's missing him. She ends up coming back without him because he can't fly. I think like he broke. So he was in a car accident. And he like broke his leg and like a couple of ribs. Like he was kind of tore up. He was in a car accident. It was pretty bad, but he was like totally fine. Like nothing like dire, but he was bad enough. He had to be in the hospital. She comes back without him. They're like, you know, we're together now. We're going to figure it out. She's like, I didn't tell him that I didn't bring up with him because I don't want to be an asshole because he's in the hospital. But like when he gets back, I'm going to do it. Like I swear, like when he gets back, I'm going to do it. And so they're like basically living at his house. She goes back. She lives at, her fiance's place she doesn't have her own place 
So she goes back to his place to get some of her stuff to go back to her godfather's place. And her fiance just at the house. Like she had no idea he was home yet. He's just on the couch. And she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, in my own house. And she's like, yeah, but also like what happened? And so he's like, well, I thought you'd be happy to see me. Like, I missed you. I love you. Come give me a kiss. And she's like, okay. Okay. So she sits down and she breaks up with him. She's like, I'm so sorry. She gives him like the most vanilla version of what's been going on. But she's like, I I can't marry you anymore. Like we're done. He obviously doesn't take it very well. He's very upset. There, There are words thrown around. There are hateful things said, but like, whatever she packs her stuff she leaves she's like we're free like you and me get to be together now like it's great we're gonna be happy it's gonna be amazing and they're like last thing we have to do is tell mom and dad that's the last thing all we have to do is explain to them tell them the story like they have they come up with a whole strategy meeting as to how they're gonna break it to mom and dad that they've been together and they go to their house they invite his brother and the cousin to play like you know, damage control. They walk in the mom. So before, like after she breaks up with him and she goes back to his house, they're at her, his house. He draws her a bath. He like gives her a glass of wine. He's like, I'm going to get your stuff out of the car. I'll be right back. Kisses, kisses. I'm going to be back with this dick. And as he's walking back to his front door, he hears like a, Hey buddy, what's going on? It's the dad. He's like, the, my wife is out of town with the girls. I came over, I brought beer. Let's have a guy's night. And he's like, wow, can't have a guy's night because I was literally about to go fuck your daughter. So <laughs> like, what do I do? But he can't like tell him that. So he's like, okay, yeah, come on in. It's fine. And the dad walks up and he's like, is that Whitney's car? Is Whitney here? And he's like, yeah, something <laughs> happened and she didn't know where to go. So she ended up over here and he's like, wow, I can't believe she didn't go home. And he's like, yeah, you know, you'll have to ask her what's going on when she talked to her and she's upstairs. And so he calls her on the phone and he's like, this is not a drill. SOS, your dad is downstairs. And she's like, ha ha. He's like, it's not, I'm not laughing. Nothing <laughs> serious. You need to put your clothes on and you need to come downstairs and help me deal with this. And so the dad, so she tells the dad that she broke up with her fiance. So he's aware that this has happened. And he, you can kind of tell that he's a little suspicious. Like he's like, why is she here? Why'd they break up? Like what's going on? So when they go to his, her parents' house and tell them that they're together, the dad and everybody in the room knows they broke up. Just not the mom. The mom has no idea yet. Cause they want to tell her to her face. So right as they're about to like have this speech that they've planned, the mom goes to the front door and lets somebody in. It's the ex-fiance. And so he overhears her like setting up the spiel to her dad. And he's like, oh, is that what you're telling your parents happened between the two of us? And he spills all the tea. He spills it all. He tells them, oh, well, like, she broke up with me because she says she has someone new. And I'm guessing it's this guy right here. And her mom is like, whoa, that's her godfather. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I understand that you're upset, but like, let's just roll it back. It can't be this guy. And he's like, mm, pretty sure it's this guy. And then he's like, and she told me that it's with a guy that she had a past with. Well, I met her three years ago when she was barely legal. So like, that means that whenever she met this dude, she must've been literally barely legal. 
all anarchy breaks loose everybody is pissed the dad is in is like literally tries to kill him he is upset he's like how could you do this to us how could you do this to my family the mom smacks him she's like oh my god like this is disgusting i'm so upset like you have ruined all our trust they kicked them out of the house they're like if you guys want to be together like that's fine but you're never going to get our blessing get out of the house like we never want to see you again and he, I mean, oh, it was like, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. And so they leave, they're sad. She's sad. She's like, oh, my parents were my best friend. They were your best friend. We ruined everything. <laughs> and he's like, it's going to be okay. Like we still have each other and we can still have sex. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. And <laughs> the whole like rest of the book is like them trying to figure out a way to like make them forgive them. And like, it's a very slow process of them like talk trying to talk it out she goes over there and like tells her mom like everything that happened back from like when she was 18 and they met to like now and like all of that stuff and then the dad and him finally have like they're talking out and he tells him he was like look this is still hard for me to understand and I feel like the only way that you'll understand is if you have a daughter one day, then maybe you'll get how shitty the situation was. And then what happens in the epilogue? Of course. Oh, shut Of course. They uh, find out that they have a little girl and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that like, I don't know how your dad didn't just murder me. And that's the end. Uh, <laughs> that was the most fabulous retelling. I'm I felt like I was like in an episode of like the Vampire Diaries. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. Well, still where would... that was great. I'm yeah. glad. The book was great. I honestly really loved it. It was crazy. The, like the way that you made him come off though, like how would you describe his personality? Like the main male character? He was like very confident, very like you're mine so like what everybody else has to say at this point is like mute he kind of felt like I let you go once because I thought that that was the right thing to do but like it wasn't and like he admits to her like he hadn't been with any other woman in those three years because he like couldn't get over her and that he also was hurting but he just felt like I felt like I was doing the right thing but then once I realized that like you had someone else I was like no, like you're mine. You can't be with anybody else. You can only be with me. And so he was like very like confident and like kind of cocky. The sex that they had was phenomenal. Like you could tell that like they had, they were very like open sexually. Like they had tried a little bit of everything. He was pretty dominant in bed, but there was like a pegging scene in the book. This is where I'm like wanting to know. Okay, there was a- there was a pegging scene in the book that was amazing. Amazing. Like her taking control of all of the scenes of him, like, you know, they're, they're, you know, there's choking, there's spitting, there's impact play, there's all types of stuff. But then like in this scene and like, he was so down for it. Like they throw it back where they're like, yeah, we tried it once because he wanted to have anal with her. And she was like, she hit him with the age old, I'll let you do it to me if you let me do it to you. And he was like, okay, fine, like, let's do it. And so they had like done it before and he enjoyed it. And so he was like, he asked her to like move in with him. And she's like, well, what do I get? if like what do I get if I move in with you and he's like what do you want and she's like that's what I want I want to do that again and he was like cool let's do it 
and she has a strap on it was great like she goes into the bathroom like put it on and he's like waiting in the bed like all this anticipation like oh she's gonna come out and fuck me it's gonna be great and he like tell ask her like how do you want me like what position do you want me in like do you want to prep me should I prep myself they like talk about how they like pre-prepped in the shower and everything and I was like this is great I'm in it to win it <laughs> I want I, I'm I'm gonna reread that scene <laughs> I was like this is great we love this we love 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 and like He's clearly bigger than her. He's older than her. He's sexy. He's a doctor. But he was so like confident in this. He's like, yeah, go ahead and stick it in my ass. Love this for me. It almost sounds I like love that for him. I loved it for him. It I was did. great. I did all of that. And was it detailed? Like all the sex scenes? I mean, like we know the plot now. They were they were super, super detailed. Like, and I think one of the things that I love too is like because they have this past. There was a lot of like italicized flashback sex scenes too. And even mm-hmm. those were like very fleshed out. Like it wasn't just like, you know, and then I threw her down in the back of the car and I pumped twice and then we're back to the to the <laughs> present. And you're like, wait, like we go back. I want more. Like they were pretty, they were really fleshed out. And like how because he was like her first and like the best sex she'd ever had there was like a tiny like if you're into like kind of bdsm style things there was like a tiny just like sprinkle of like that training aspect where like they they had like been so sexually aware of each other that like he could just say one thing and she'd be like huh or like vice versa and that was pretty hot too I was like we love this for me like the phone set or the video sex scene like all he says to start it off and he's like oh so you you want to play and she's like yes that's exactly what I wanted to hear like she's like that's code for we're gonna do this and I was like wait yeah 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 do it do it do it do it oh so, yeah it was really great 10 out of 10 recommend I had a quote pulled up if you still want to hear it Absolutely. oh yeah coming from that scene so it starts so he tells her she told, so they're on the phone when they start it. She's like in the bathtub. They're on the phone, like FaceTiming. And she tells him like, well, I brought my laptop. And so he's like, even better, call you in two minutes. And he's like, be ready. So she like leaps out of the bathtub. She goes running into the bed to like get herself in position, ready, laptop open, like waiting for his call. And so the second he opens like the call, he's like, touch your pussy. He commands me wasting no time. Put those fingers between those sexy cunt lips of yours and rub that sweet little clit. And it's like, he starts telling her all these things he wants to do. He tells her, I'm so fucking hard right now. And then she's like, what do you want me to do? And she's like, Jesus, he's like, Jesus Christ, baby, if I were there, I'd rip you apart. Play with it the way I like it. Play with it, good girl. Get it nice and wet. Rub your clip faster. And she's like telling her all the things he wants her to do. She's telling him how good it feels. And... Let's see. He's like, I didn't spend nearly enough time with my mouth between your legs last night. Imagine my tongue is dragging through your wet slit. I know what you like, baby. I know you like when I take it slow at first, exploring your pussy before I settle on your clit. Put two fingers inside your pussy and massage that wall lightly. That's my tongue inside you, baby. Fucking you with it like it's my cock. That's the beginning. It's like thir- It's like pages after that. Oh my God that's like an oscar facts 
And like all the sex scenes are like that. They are not, they do not, there's no fear between the two of them. There's no fear QB writing this. And I haven't read, I've only read her novellas, those like college novellas. I've never read like her full length. This is the first one. And I'm like, well, sorry, I was disrespecting you like that. <laughs> How long is this book? It seems like it spans a long amount of time. I honestly think it it's like barely 200 pages, I think. Oh, let's see. <laughs> 170 of that must be sex oh yeah the majority of the book is definitely sex which is like you know to each their own but I love that for me I love that for me too but the fact that like 30 pages of it is that crazy wild story that's nuts like that plot line my goodness we were on a loop-de-loop roller coaster facts it is oh it's 310 pages okay that makes sense it didn't feel like it though it the story keep like you just roll through it you can't even stop <laughs> it was drama and better sex scenes that I could enjoy that as like a step up from what I read but mm-hmm. as, okay like five steps down from like royals mm-hmm. you know like that I gotta find myself like a new like middle road like I love my bread and butter like rom-coms whatever like they're cute when I'm in the mood but like when I'm in the mood for something just a little bit a little bit spicier but without all of the mental trauma that comes with <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you guys both like <laughs> trauma as you physically show me that you're responsible. <laughs> like oh just a little bit of trauma that's true like sometimes you just like I want to be I'm okay with feeling something but I don't necessarily want to feel yeah, like traumatized. Like I just, I'm okay with happy, even sad, you know, like that's fine. But like, I don't want to be like on the floor in the fetal position, but also horny. I don't want to be horny depressed <laughs> all the time. Like then I'm conflicted. I'm like, oh, now I feel like an asshole though. I shouldn't be turned on when I am. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't want to go through that mental battle. Yeah. Days, but not every day. Unless Summer's going to be my therapist going forward to unpack that with me. Like, I just don't. <laughs> like, that can't be an everyday thing. <laughs> I already have to, like, explain books I'm reading sometimes to some of my girlfriends. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what about this? Yeah, I'm like, what about this isn't okay? Like, this is, the t- this is tame. And I'm honestly <laughs> taking some things out for you, for your sensibility. You're welcome. <laughs> that kills me. Kelsey, I feel like taboo, like contemporary ca- taboo, would be like your new bread and butter. Yeah, because it's yeah. like just a little bit of dark. As long as they don't like fade to black, because on my book, they didn't fade to black, but they just didn't give me enough. Well, if it's taboo, like the point of it is the is the sex that's like shouldn't yeah. be happening, right? So if a, if a book fades to black, it should tell me that in the trigger warning. <laughs> like I think that should be a trigger. <laughs> like, I think that should be like in there. Like if it's the only trigger, I just need, I need to know going in. I'm triggered by the fact that you started to turn me on and then you just cut it off like a wet yeah. blanket. Yes. Legit triggered now and you're going to get a bad good roots. Oh, absolutely. Good. I don't even care if the rest of the story is good. I'm like, I gave this book, I would have given it more stars if I hadn't been disrespected. Like I need to know, I or at least like the chapter, the chapter one chapter title should be this is closed door. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm like, great. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Five stars. 
Now we know. Now we know. That's all we want to know. Now we know because otherwise, yeah, you're just like upset, but probably taboo. And I think like a lot of age gaps, sometimes they can like be a lot of the recent ones I've read have been like more taboo. Like it's my ex's dad. It's my step sibling. It's my dad's best friend. Love age gaps. We do. We just love an older man. Speaking of age gaps, I know that like your relationship obviously is not every single person's relationship, but what do you think age gap romances get right and get wrong? Ooh, okay. I think that what they get right is that at least when they're, when it's done right, I think that you do have to be a certain level of, um, you have to have a good balance of being like mature and fun. I feel like when you're with someone who's older, like you don't want to be like, you, you don't want to pretend that you're a 30 year old woman in a 20 year old girl's body. Like that's not, that's not what we're asking for, but like, you have to be like that right on the cusp or like, you can't just be like extremely immature because obviously sometimes that's half the fun for him. It's like, Oh, you're fun. And I'm not fun, grumpy and sunshine. But you do have to be like, you just have to understand like, oh, they're older than me. Like there's going to be some things that are not going to, that are not going to click, you know, like my husband has no social media. He doesn't even, I don't even think he can spell TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what's that? But then I feel like where it goes wrong, I don't think every age gap to be a popular one, like for the story to be good, has to also have like this weird daddy thing in it. Not that I'm against daddy kink because I am not on record. It's great. No complaint. But like it doesn't always have to be like sometimes like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't always have to call a man who's older than you, whose dick is inside you, daddy. Like sometimes you, there are other things and there are even other words of power. Like if there's a power dynamic, there are other powerful yeah. words that aren't just daddy. That is mm-hmm. Right now. That's the, yeah, it's trending right now hot word that has been for like the last like three years yeah and like it's fine I love that like all of us women are getting together and we're just admitting our daddy issues as a group I love it okay truly truly do but I yeah I feel like I do I get excited when it's like and other anything else sir we love that like you want to go all the way to extreme like master level or whatever like you know he's older he's my boss just calling him like Mr. Blank in the bedroom mm-hmm. and in the office. We love those things. Those are hot too. Master, like to see more of that. Those are good ones. Master's a great one. Like, I feel like that's even more powerful than daddy. Yeah. You want, you want to really make it seem like he has a power, there's a power dynamic play between the two of them. That's like, to me, the ultimate one. Yeah. Sir always gives me vibes of like powerful businessman. Mm-hmm. Billionaire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always because like I've said sir in my sex life and it wasn't to any of those people and it fit the criteria but like when we talk about it in this space I'm like sir in my brain just fits directly into like you are a billionaire and I will then call you sir in the bedroom yes like <laughs> you you're my boss you're a billionaire you're yeah for sure and that's hot too like there are so many other ways that it can be hot or just like none of those things, I guess, too. Like it could be an age gap and they could, you could just call him by his name. Like that's, you know, 
just make you can make the sex scene still hot and you, it could just be heaven <laughs> heaven's not a hot name i don't know why i just no offense to the heavens in the world but take a different name right that was just the first one that popped up because my husband's name starts with a k and i almost let it slip out but i was like wait no his name isn't really that hot either so i was trying to think something better and i didn't can you can you imagine if you're like if you're reading the scene where like the dude is very like dominant kind of like mean blah blah and then she's just like heaven <laughs> I feel like he would like strangle her in not a good way he's like please call me anything else like that's when it's like that devil. weird high school like football thing where like if that's your if that's the main character's name like we're gonna call him by his last name going forward like <laughs> Any, like the, whatever his last name is, Stevenson, Henley, whatever. Let's call him that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that TikTok video where it was like a audiobook narrator was like, these are the worst names that you could name your male character. And she's like phoning out like Carl, Kevin, like it just like all, Martin, just like all of the terrible names. Summer, you look physically distraught. I read a book with a Kevin and I hated the book and honestly the Kevin didn't help but I would have hated it anyways but still like you really shot yourself even more in the foot with that one yeah it's not a hot name I'm laughing because like some of you'll have to take this out but I'm laughing because like my husband's name is (laughs) and it's not it's fine I already had said it wasn't hot like it's not like love him but like the name is not it (laughs) Oh, it's got to be in the top 10. It's got to be. <laughs> I see why you're into the daddy king because you need a replacement. What, anything else? Anything else? Just nothing. I don't even think I call him. I only call him by his first name when like he is in trouble. Otherwise, I'm just like, babe. <laughs> I mean, that's when, you, when you're in a serious relationship and you bring out the first name, that's when you know it's business. Oh yeah, that's when it's like game over. Just run. And like, I'm an African, I'm a black woman. So like when the angry black woman comes out, everybody should just run and hide. Just leave me alone. (laughs) Like if I, if I say it with the tone and it does, it sounds the best when you're angry though. Like you're just like, it just sounds so reprimanded. (laughs) Is this your femdom origin story? Wait, is it? I hope so. If I step on him tonight, guys, I'm sending you a DM tomorrow. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Where'd this come from? I'm going to be like, Summer, I wrote you a book. Are you ready? <laughs> Here are the notes. If you guys wake up tomorrow and you have like a 15 minute audio message from me, buckle up. you <laughs> the highlight of my week, at least. I feel like this has cured me of all sickness, of all, of all writer's block, like, Love. wow. I, that's what I want here, okay? I want to finish Hate Me. <laughs> this is such a lovely high note to end on. Wow, that was so <laughs> funny. This is so I much may, fun. I may have to include that and, like, bleep out the name. That's fine. Okay. I will, I'll bleep it out, but I'm like crying. (laughs) Malika, this was an absolute blast. I need you to recap every book I read for me. Where can people find you on the interwebs? 
probably just Instagram. That's like where, where all my love is. I try to be funny on there too. You succeed. Thank you. <laughs> What's your handle? It's a bookspice underscore and underscore everything nice. And we will link that down below for sure. This was so much fun. Thank you guys for having me. I yeah. loved it. I feel cured. Yay. Not there is the best time since. <laughs>